long-term effects and side effects. Uh, granted, anecdotally, but still having an N of, I don't know, maybe a thousand people on this forum. So there, there is a lot to be gleaned uh, from, these, from these groups. Yeah, there's even a new one making the rounds, glucagon like peptides, GLP-1. I'm sure you've seen some study floating around on that. But yeah, these things are very unknown. I wish these were more out in the open and that there was a very, very strong anti-aging research community that was functioning out in the open, that was trading notes on what works and what doesn't and able to run some kind of human trials you know, more efficiently because uh, fighting aging is a, is a very time-sensitive task. It is, yeah. It's uh, half the deaths of World War. It, yeah, it's uh, literally half the deaths of World War II for every um, a year that uh, you know it gets delayed, or or that number of lives saved for every year that uh, gets brought earlier. Yeah, one analogy I, I heard that I liked was you know we're all born time billionaires with billions of seconds of life, and then we spend those, mm -hmm. and now you get to someone like Warren Buffett, and I'm sure he would trade $100 billion for more billions of seconds, uh, but yep. he can't, right? In fact, healthcare is the ultimate inelastic good. On your deathbed, you'll spend any amount of money to live even an hour longer. Um, so certainly mm -hmm. the economic incentives are there, the personal incentives are there, but because of this concept that you know people who don't know what they're doing are going to hear something and run out and like ingest some substance and then die, you know, drink bleach or take too much rapamycin. Because of that kind of fear, we're not allowed to do any real innovation or discovery, and it's literally killing us outright. And if we just reframed it as well, no, it's not that we're dying of aging; we're dying because you won't let us do the innovation, do the research. It might take on a different take. But I was actually a little disappointed with the coronavirus response because I thought we would have had fast faster trials of the vaccines, mm -hmm. but the fact that they were still kind of slow. And even now the deployment is yeah. being held up because we have to create these perfect vaccine delivery packages instead of just a kind of quick and dirty vaccination. And we have to go right. through these very regimented protocols rather than just saying, everybody just line up and let's just go as quickly as possible. Because we insist on doing things in kind of this bureaucratic, overly controlled way, we're still slowing things down. And if coronavirus would get us to accelerate our normal processes into a wartime footing, then what would yeah, I, I also just want to add that I think given my experience with a highly stigmatized field of scientific research, which is psychedelics and psychedelic compounds for intractable or difficult to treat psychiatric conditions, I think that life extension or the community itself and proponents thereof could spend a lot of their oxygen and calories trying to convince regulators and three-letter acronyms to classify aging as a disease and therefore allocate funding. And I think that that is going to be very difficult and possibly wasteful compared to decentralized or distributed funding from citizen philanthropists or donors of various types. I think a lot of it's going to come down to, to independent financing, uh, since that has been the case even all the way up to phase three trials <laughs> for compounds that 